Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm going to be talking about Lovecraft Country and also White Collar. Lovecraft Country just now coming out on uh, HBO or HBO Max. Uh, I don't know if there's if it's original to Max or not. Uh, I temporarily have HBO Max because there was a deal for it, so I have it for a couple months. Uh, so I'm watching through this show, and uh, I, I watched all, what is it, four or five episodes out so far. I'm uh, currently caught up to what is out right now, and so I thought, alright, I'm going to give you my first impressions on this show, and then I'm going to talk about White Collar, which, hey David, why are you talking about a show that ended uh, several years ago? Well, it's because I, I just finished it just recently after having watched it for a long, long time, because technically I, I watched it with my family, and so, which just dr- dramatically slows down the watching process. So, I finally finished watching White Collar, and I kind of want to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. But first, let's talk about the thing that's more relevant here. Lovecraft Country. One, two, three... Is back. <laughs> Getting reacquainted with old friends. <laughs> Uncle George, the reason I'm back home, my father, he's gone missing. One, two, three. He wrote me. The place he wants me to go is in Lovecraft country. This place. One, two, three. It's dangerous. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country follows Atticus Freeman as he joins up with his friend Latia and his uncle George to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. Uh, This begins a struggle to survive and overcome both the racist terrors of white America and also the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. Keyword could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. This is a Lovecraft-inspired series, but I was hoping it would be a little more Lovecraft. I would hope it would be a, a little more directly taken from Lovecraft, I'll say. There's definitely inspiration coming from Lovecraft here. I mean, you got the monsters, you got the witches and the cults and the ghosts and all kinds of the weird, creepy, strange stuff that you find in Lovecraft fiction. You know, this this series is suitably strange for a Lovecraft story but it's not a actual Lovecraft story it's a Lovecraft inspired story which you know going into it not realizing that I guess uh disappointed me a a little bit but ultimately I that's fine I suppose it's still a weird monster creature feature weirdness kind of show which is still right up my alley this is kind of an odd combination of like an adventure series and a horror series and you know, I mean, okay, you got, like, uh, you know, discovering new creatures and, and like, kind of going on adventures and finding, like, new paths. It's like, hey, nobody's been here in a long time. Like, some things, like, like almost remind me of, like, National Treasure or something. Or maybe Indiana Jones would be a better uh, indication of that kind of thing. But then there's also 
there there's ghosts and there's monsters that they will have like kill important characters and stuff you know and it is it's like excessively gory you know to kind of go into the horror movie kind of column like it's a weird combination of like the adventure and the horror movie that doesn't completely work for me uh I mean, ultimately, the the adventure stuff is fun, but it's it's just it's not very scary to me personally. I mean, I, different things scare different people, but to me, it just seems more goofy, honestly, a lot of the time than it is scary. And when it is scary, it's more like the you seen the reason "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark" movie. It's more like kind of how that movie was scary. That is to say. It, it can be a little intense, for sure, but it seems like it's more geared to scare a little bit younger of an audience, but that said, this is not for a young audience at all. I mean, it is, as I said, it's extremely violent, needlessly violent at points, honestly, and uh, plus there's some cursing, and there's a little bit of nudity in here, too, and so it's like, there. this is definitely not geared towards kids, but honestly, the... The horror of it almost seems like it's geared towards a younger audience. I don't know. Maybe this is just not the kind of horror that frightens me personally. Uh, this is not technically an anthology series, but it's it's more of an anthology series than I expected. I expected a big overarching story, and you get threads pulled across, but this is very very episodic every episode you have a new monster or a new enemy of some type and it's about them dealing with that new enemy which honestly i think is kind of a bit of a missed opportunity because when it started and it's like oh there's these creatures and there's like some weird people over here or something and then the second episode you know the first episode's like really kind of dealing with some of the creatures the second episode's kind of dealing with some of the people but then it just keeps moving along where it's like okay now the next episode is dealing with this now the next episode is dealing with that and it's like oh okay so every single episode is is it has to change it up completely which doesn't allow for a deeper exploration of any of the one kind of monster or the one kind of enemy or anything of that nature which i think would be cool i mean i think uh one of the things that i i enjoy about lovecraft fiction is kind of the like the slow dramatic build up to some crazy thing at the end you know that's like you know with Dagon and, and Call of Cthulhu and stuff, it's not like Cthulhu's out there bashing people all over the place, you know? You you very briefly, you know, will will see Dagon or Cthulhu or any of these other kind of Lovecraftian-type creatures that, that pop up in his stories. You you very briefly, you know, will see them, but it's, it's more about the build-up and the intensity and all that kind of stuff, which you kind of lose, I think, doing an episodic-type series that they they have here it does though allow for a plethora of different monsters and other you know science fiction ideas to be explored which is pretty fun uh the the characters in here i'll say they they seem to get very casual about some of the insanity that is going on in here pretty quick you know it, it, it seems to happen too fast for for what i would like i would like to see a little bit more real human emotion out of some of these characters when there is some 
like really terrifying stuff happening in the story you know they yeah it just it just seems like that that moves a little too fast you know and it's not like it's the actor's fault you know because they're they're really good actors as you can see by other points in the series where where they have some really good performances and it's like oh okay you know these are good actors and yeah i think it's just it's just the direction is is I, I would like to see done uh, slightly better, you know? Uh, the characters themselves are pretty good. The characters are pretty good. I I enjoy the characters for the most part. They're, honestly, there's no characters that's like I really, you know, dislike. Jonathan Myers is the main uh, male character, Atticus Freeman. And uh, Journey Solmet is Lenita, or Letty, as they call her, uh, and... She actually played Black Canary in the uh, Birds of Prey movie, so you might recognize her from that. Uh, both of those people, you know, they're good actors, good actress, and the the characters that they're doing here are fun. They're good. You know, it's like, watching them, it's like, okay, I, I think there's a lot of room to add more depth to these characters, and they probably will, I guess, as the, the series goes on. But for right now, it's, it's just... I don't know. It's not anything particularly special in that department, in my opinion. The characters are pretty good, but nothing particularly amazing. Thematically, uh, as, you, as they kind of hinted in the uh, the synopsis there at the beginning, uh, it's 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 kind of you know it deals with like racial type tensions and and all that kind of stuff. It takes place in the fifties, where all that stuff was very very high, and there was there was a lot more. Uh, racism in America than there is today, but, but I don't know. This it, it seems like the show is kind of trying to pretend to be deeper than it is. Uh, it's it's showing some of these you know racial tensions and stuff, but it I don't know. It doesn't ever seem to go very deep with it. I guess like it does with the characters and like it does with the story itself, it doesn't go as deep with it as I would like it to. You know, it's like racism bad sexism bad and it's like yeah i i agree with both you know racism is bad sexism is bad i mean it's i agree but it's like i don't know they they never went very deep with it they never like they, they never did anything with it that made me think oh this is something new or oh i hadn't thought of it like that before or anything of that nature it's 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 there they could work with it and do something more with it but so far it's just it's just kind of there. It's just kind of an element of the series. It, it works fine enough, but it's it, it's ultimately it's just kind of there. Uh, overall, this series, I'm enjoying it. You know, I'll I'll finish it off as long as uh it <laughs> as long as this season ends in the time that I have my subscription for a couple months here. So I who knows? I guess if I'll actually finish it or not. But I'll continue watching. I'll watch the episodes that come out. I'm enjoying them. Some of the creature feature type stuff, and I'm. I mean, that's that's kind of the biggest appeal to me, I guess, is some of the, the weird science fiction fantasy stuff that's going on in here that is kind of fun. There's a lot more potential with this than ultimately what they, they did. Uh, ultimately, it's entertaining, but I, I really do think it could have been more. I thought the world was one way and found out it isn't. One, two, three! I haven't even gotten to the real strange part. 
The Helix Reviews Podcast is a proud member of the Christian Geek Central Network, a hub of all kinds of cool Christian geeky stuff from around the web, all funneled to ChristianGeekCentral.com. Check it out. Uh, Alright, now let's talk about white collar. There comes a time in every con man's life. This man is Neil Caffrey. He's an art thief, fugitive. When he just needs to get away. Welcome to paradise. I'm going to find Neil Caffrey, and you're going to help me do it. You run, I run. Let's run. White Collar. A white-collar criminal agrees to help the FBI catch other white-collar criminals using his expertise as an art and securities theft counterfeit and con man. Uh, This is your you know, villain of the week, police procedural, or like more like FBI kind of procedural kind of show that I I don't normally watch this kind of show, to be perfectly honest. Like, this is the kind of show where most of them, I, when I see them, I'm like, okay, you know, okay, but it's, it's just not the kind of show that I'm crazy about, usually. But that said, I really, really enjoyed this series. Now, Matt Bomber... He's the one that plays Neil Caffrey. He's the one that plays the the criminal, but he has a heart of gold, you know? Like the somewhat stereotypical kind of character in some ways, but uh, he does it so fantastically, man. He is so smooth and slick and, and fun and just a completely fun, engaging character, and I think they do a fantastic job at, at getting this character and showing him being the criminal, but then sh- him kind of kind of becoming friends with the cop character. Tim McKay plays Peter Burke, the cop character, uh, and him kind of becoming friends with the cop character and kind of seeing the error of his ways, seeing that he could be better, he could be a better person. And then it's kind of that that struggle between the, the you know, the desire to become the right person or be, do the right thing and also the desire to make a lot of money and go to steal some stuff. Uh, <laughs> and that struggle in there is, is really well done, and he does a fantastic job at portraying that. And then you got, you know, Tim McKay playing Peter Burke. Uh, their chemistry together is just fantastic, and his, his struggle to try to kind of push Neil in order to, to, to kind of become the good guy. He's, he's trying to convince Neil that, no, you know, you don't have to steal stuff. You don't have to be a con man. You don't have to do all this stuff in order to get on in life and to, 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 you, you can be better than you are. And him kind of pushing him in that direction. He does such a great job at that, at at doing that. And also being like, okay, where's the line? Where can I trust him? Where can I not trust him? And all this kind of stuff really well done. And then the, the relationship that these two, uh, form throughout the course of this series is really, really what carries this series. It, that that is really the the thing that makes this series work as well as it does. And there is a, a lot of witty banner, you know, in here that a, a lot of shows try to do, and to to varying degrees of success, I think. And this show, I think, does really well. Has a lot of great. Uh, you know, witty banner between a lot of these characters. And a a lot of that does fall onto Matt Bomber's head. Like, he is 
so good at playing Neil Caffrey that, and, you know, his kind of slick and can get along with anybody and sneak his way into any situation and out of any situation. And there's so much kind of fun and stuff that, that comes out of that situation, uh, out of that character, I should say. Uh, Willie Garson plays Mozzie. He's Neil's eccentric sidekick. He's the he ultimately he's kind of the devil on Neil Caffrey's shoulder, and then uh, and then Peter Burke is the angel on his other shoulder, so to speak. You know, you got the cop that's trying to pull him into the light, and you got the robber that is you know the other con man that he works with is trying to pull him back into the darkness. And this dude, he's he's hilarious. He's fun. He's kind of you know he's eccentric. He's kind of ridiculous. But it's he's a very fun character. Uh, and of course, you have your you know token black guy and your token homosexual girl. So there you go. Uh, so <laughs> uh, no, I mean you got Sharif Atkins playing Clinton Jones, and you got Marsha Thompson playing Diana, and uh, both of those are fun characters. Both of those uh, do add a lot to this show but uh b but there is times where they kind of feel like the token black guy and the, the the token gay girl you know so there you go uh <laughs> uh tiffany Thiessen is uh elizabeth burke that's uh peter's wife and she can sometimes be the you know cliched cop's wife kind of character you know where the the worrying kind of character you know but you know she's she's very supportive she has a very good dynamic with Peter, and as this series goes on, she develops a relationship with Mozzie, too, that is, is really fun. I'm so glad that they never messed up this relationship by having, like, the cheating storyline or something, you know, like, like, so many shows do something along those lines that... You know, oh, you know, like maybe they'll have troubles here and there, but they never do the whole, oh, this is now going to be a troubled relationship or the relationship is breaking apart or anything like that. It's just, it's way too rare to see an actual positive marriage relationship in modern day media. And it's just, it's so refreshing to have that in this show. And it's, it's really well done. They're... Their dynamic as husband and wife is very fun, and she does add add more to the show than just the worrying wife character, which is also kind of her character. You know, all I think pretty much all these characters can can more or less fit into stereotypes, but it's the question of whether they break out of those stereotypes, right? And, and like make more to their character than just those stereotypes, and I think she does. This show rides the line between not taking itself too seriously, but also being serious enough that when the drama comes, it works. And and I think it rides that line really well because it can be fun. It can be, you know, funny and just kind of witty, bantery type stuff. But then when it comes down to it, you care about the relationship between these characters. You care about, uh, you know, Neil's decision as as to you know, whether he's starting to fall into the dark side or to the light side. It sounds like Star Wars now. But, you know, wh where he's kind of going as far as, uh, you know, his morals go and all that kind of stuff. There is some great character development with these characters over the course of the series. 
I do wish they would have broken away from the status quo more. As I said, it's like, it's very episodic. It's very, you know, criminal of the week a lot. You have an overarching criminal each season uh, that, that they hit on more or less in every episode where they're like, okay, you know, this is still following him, still doing this as you move it along. So there is overarching stories and there's, you know, overarching stories, but, but the main overarching story is Neil Caffrey and Peter Burke and their relationship and mainly Neil Caffrey, whether he's going to be the criminal or whether he's going to be, you know, a, a good guy. Again, a very episodic series. I wish they would have, I, I wish they would change the status quo more. I always think this with very episodic shows, but they would like change the status quo. Like they do something kind of significant, you know, probably mostly at the end or beginning of a season, but then they would work their way back to the status quo, you know? And, like, by the time the, the you know, season ends or by the time the next season begins or something, they're kind of, you know, maybe they're at different points at the end of a season, but then they work their way right back to more or less that status quo, which is kind of a bummer, in my opinion. And, I mean, technically, if you look at the very beginning of the series and you look at the, the very end of the series, yes, the, the status quo has changed, things have changed, quite a bit from there to there but it's it's a very slow process from get from the you know the beginning of the series to the end of the series that kind of very gradual change you know I, I do wish that they would break free more from the cliches of the procedural cop drama you know more than they did ultimately but ultimately that's that's not the kind of show this is i suppose uh thematically i mean it's all about you know neil caffrey you know if a person can change or not can neil change or not neil is a criminal and he has criminal friends that think he will never change but you know peter and some of his cop friends think that he can change and then you got neil caffrey in the middle torn between the two wanting to change not knowing how to change or not being able to change and all this kind of stuff. Uh, just a, a really kind of good struggle there between good and evil. And the ending of the show, I'm not, without spoiling anything, I'll just say the ending of the show is decent, but uh, it left some unanswered things for me that I, I wish were a bit more cleared up. Uh, there, there was a rumor a while ago about potentially a movie uh, like a, a movie sequel to the series where it would, you know, where you'd have some of these characters and stuff again, which I would be all for to have a movie to kind of, I don't know, maybe wrap some things up in a, in a more precise way ultimately than I think they did at the end of the series. Again, I, I don't want to spoil anything. And I will say every, every season of the series, except for maybe the final season or two, because they were shorter, uh, building up to the, you know, the conclusion of the series, but pretty much every season did have some filler episodes in there, some episodes that may have been fun or whatever, but they didn't really progress the main storyline that was going on in that season, uh, which, you know, ultimately, you know, those can be fun or entertaining or whatever, but ultimately those can be cut out to trim the fat, make the, the storyline more, more focused, more streamlined, and that would make for a little bit better of a series. Uh, overall, though, White Collar is extremely fun. If you're into the, the cop drama series, I think, type of series, this is definitely one to check out, because this is 
this is a good one. But if you're even if you're not into those, I think this one is a series that sticks its head out above the rest as one of the better ones. It sticks its head out above uh, so many. This just this gigantic pile of just cop drama, FBI drama type stuff. There is so many of those shows out there that, and so many of them I, I've seen like an episode or two of and just been like, yeah, it's not my thing. I, I don't care for it. It's just very blah to me. Whereas this one sticks his head out as, hey, this one's ahead above the rest. You know, I don't know why I'm using head metaphors, but this one is a step above the rest. Now a foot metaphor. All right, forget it. This one's better than a lot of cop dramas, in my opinion. I really enjoyed it. I think it has some great characters, some great fun uh, stories, and some great fun, you know, banter between all these characters. If you're into this kind of cop drama type stuff, then definitely check out White Collar. The greatest lies the con man tells are to himself. Your options are prison, death, or trusting me. There's too much on the line. No more excuses. Hey, partner. Be careful out there. Always. Have you seen White Collar? Are you watching Lovecraft Country? Shoot me an email, Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these shows. I'm not 100% sure what the next episode is going to be. Uh, I have some things in the pipeline. Uh, Marvel's Avengers review uh, for, the, for the for the recent video game. And also uh, the next episode in the Best of the Decade series. But hopefully something good's coming out in the next episode. Otherwise, uh, you, uh, why are you listening, you know? Thank you for listening, by the way. That's it for this time, guys. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast. Signing out. Bye-bye, guys.